0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the six one oh podcast. I'm your host, Jay Halahan, back here on this Wednesday. Evening discussing Penn State football. It's been a little bit since um, I've been on here talking about Nittany Lions football, but you know, now that we're um, into the bowl season and we've figured out who the offensive and defensive coordinators are, and now that it is the and it has passed at this point. Uh, The National Signing Day, I figured it'd be a good time as ever to get on here and discuss some Penn State football. Um, We also have some transfer portal news, some guys declaring for the draft, and uh, all that good stuff to talk about. So, beginning with the new uh, members of the Penn State coaching staff, it has been... um, a lot of questions about who was going to be the new offensive coordinator. Who would replace um, Manny Diaz as the defensive coordinator as Diaz will now be the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. And with both um, Mike Yersich and Manny Diaz leaving, would there be any players hitting the transfer portal as well? So... Penn State announced that Andy uh, Colton will be the new offensive coordinator at Penn State. Um, I believe he is the seventh new coordinator, new offensive coordinator under James Franklin. So a big um, hire here, some, you know. Big shoes to fill as Penn State tries to replicate what they had under Joe Moorhead. Um, and they just have not been able to do that uh, over the past couple seasons. But with the offense that Kotlnicki, um installed at Kansas, hopefully he'll be able to bring similar success to Penn State. And, you know, with the, like I said, the you know, um, pressure coaching at Penn State is different than, and calling plays at Penn State is different than calling plays at Kansas. There's a lot more, you know, on the line. I mean, a lot more pressure, trying to be Big Ten champs, going up against tougher defenses should be interesting to see. But Penn State does hopefully have the talent to, do so, and um, you know, let's um, let's see what uh, what he can do in his first full season. James Franklin said he was very thrilled with uh, what he saw at Kansas. Said that um, you know he's really excited to see what uh, he'll bring to the table. And um, yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, this is gonna specifically help the development and I think this is what I mean it all comes back to is the development of quarterback drew Aller there is no doubt in my mind that this move and the move to fire Mike Ursuch not only did it have to do with how poor the offense looked um over the past, two seasons specifically this past season and specifically in big games it I think really has to do mostly with Drew Aller and, and his development and how it felt like there were times last year where he looked really good and times last year where I mean it just seemed like he took a step back specifically again in those big games so we'll see what he can bring To the table and Penn State. It's unfortunate that, you know, with the firepower he had at Kansas and with the offensive line Penn State had last year, it's unfortunate that Caden Wallace um, is declaring for the draft, which, I mean, he had a tremendous season at Penn State, had a tremendous career at Penn State. Hunter Norzad. Uh, who was a transfer from Cornell a few years ago. Uh, he's moving on to better things. Hopefully um will be in the, uh, in the draft as well and talks to hearing his name called on draft day, on the three draft days, that is. And um, as well, Olu Fashanu, who has not yet declared, which is interesting that it's taken some time, um, I'm not sure if he's waiting on some other decisions, some other names. But uh yeah, interesting that he has not uh not yet had anything uh come out because I would have thought he would have been the first name uh on the on the announcement on the, the that would be um declaring for the NFL draft. I mean, he's a uh, top 10 pick. I think it's pretty much guaranteed at this point. So Interesting to see that he has not not declared. So with that being said, on the offensive side, um, now looking into the defensive side of the ball, as I mentioned, Manny Diaz moving on to Duke to become the next head coach there. Penn State has made another coordinator higher bringing in former Indiana head coach Tom Allen, who James Franklin said he is um, excited about his defense that he brings in, thinks it, thinks it will complement Penn State style. Uh, obviously Allen with the years he coached at Indiana, which marks since 2017. He's very familiar with the Big Ten offenses and with Ohio State and Michigan and what they're going to try and do. Uh, and I think Allen, you know, he, um, he always had Indiana prepared in each game they were in. Every time they played Penn State, at times it felt like it was a real dogfight and something where, you know, Penn State really had to um, scratch and gouge and work hard for that victory. It wasn't like, you know, it was, was going to be just given to them. But, um, yeah, so excited to see what Allen can do. It's unfortunate he won't have Curtis Jacobs there at linebacker. Um but I do believe he will have uh Abdul Carter and it'll be interesting to see as well what becomes of Edissa Isaac whether or not, you know, he may decide to declare. I don't think he should. I still think there's a lot that he needs to work on. Um you know, but Chop Robinson is a player that he I believe, unfortunately, won't have. I think he should be declaring for the draft. Um, You know, I, I, I haven't heard anything yet, but... It's also unfortunate that Allen won't be having defensive end Chop Robinson as well as another... Tool in his toolbox to have on defense, so that's going to mean someone else is going to have to step up, and hopefully we'll get to see a lot of Danny Denise Sutton possibly step into that role next season, uh, and you know really take it, uh, take it and run with it because I think he is very much capable of becoming a uh, a a star for the Penn State Nittany Lions defense. Um, and I think that, you know, Penn State really, really needs to make sure. They, they have to be sure. James Franklin, you know, th- these are moves here that he is making that you got to really hope um, are going to be the right moves that can get you back to where you were and i mean it's it's going to be you know time will tell if that's true but these are some big moves and um you know it's uh it's two hires that i'm excited about i mean I, I really you know liked uh tom allen i liked how he got uh indiana ready to ready to play year in and year out but you know we'll see what he can bring to now penn state um it's it should be should be exciting um, to see, you know what he can do. He, uh, we're still waiting to hear on Kalen King as we'll see if he makes his announcement as to whether or not he will be declaring as well for the draft. I have a pretty good feeling he will be, but you know, um, still waiting on it. So trying to. Trying to keep uh, keep a lookout on every on everyone and see what they're doing, but right now it's um, it's uh, it's very very strange to see some of these guys taking their time. I mean, you, you know, you can never tell. I wonder if with who they're bringing in, maybe King was waiting to see who the next defensive coordinator was going to be. Um, you know, Olufashanu. I'm assuming it has to be who's going to be declaring. At what time? Um, because his draft spot might be uh, indicative of that. Who's going to be getting the number one pick? Potentially, could uh, could that be an issue? See where all the teams line up and see where he wants to go. But I'm I'm going to be really surprised if he comes back. I'll say that much. I, I mean, he by far seems like the. Uh, top offensive tackle in this upcoming draft. I mean if if not him, you know, I, I, who? I could see um, the tackle out of Notre Dame, Joe Alt uh, be you know one that could have an argument with Olu, but I think it really stands that Olu is the best offensive tackle in my opinion heading into the draft. So with that being said, we've got some transfer portal news for Penn State. You know, this was uh this is always an interesting time of the year and I mean it's going to be strange if Penn State will have players transferring out. I mean, right now we haven't heard anything of anyone any really big names leaving there have been some uh smaller names that have gone and you know you have to assume that that's um just a matter of you know the change at the coordinator spots and guys not getting enough playing time but now as we move into Bowl season, and we really get. I mean, at this point, you ha, you'd have to think that if you're going to transfer, you might as well do it between your last game and the next bowl game to know where you're going to end up. Because this is a lot of time where you can be, you know, um, going and visiting schools and getting, you know, your ducks in a row as to where you want to end up uh, down the line. But we have some transfer portal news, and specifically out of the wide receiver position. You know, this is a spot where Penn State really needs to get better in. This is a huge point of emphasis. They have to get receivers. And it sounds like Penn State is interested in, for a while there, they were. It sounded like they had a real shot at them. Then it came out that you know, It looked like he was going to go to a Big Ten team, just not the Nittany Lions. And then a few days later, this past week, it came out that Julian Fleming, the Ohio State wide receiver, a former five-star receiver um, from Pennsylvania, was recruited by James Franklin back in 2019. He was the class of 2020. Never panned out at Ohio State. Um, I mean, he had a lot of, there was a lot of depth there with the Buckeyes for the past couple seasons with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, now Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Njigba, and I just think he, he was struggling to find his footing there, but potentially he could be coming to Penn State. He unfortunately has not lived up to the five-star billing, but we're not looking for him to be like Marvin Harrison Jr., Garrett Wilson, or Chris Olave. We just need him to be a threat on the outside. Listen, we had a very productive season in 2016, and I know that's a long time ago, but with Chris Godwin, who was a tremendous receiver that year, I'm not trying to discredit him or anything, but he had nowhere near the seasons that Wilson, Olave, Smith, and Jigba, and obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. have had for Ohio State, and he was a very productive receiver in James Franklin's offense. So be interesting to see where Fleming ends up. We hope it's with Penn State, but, you know, time will tell. Um, Colby Young was, uh, was in for an official visit over this past weekend, um, and they had UNC's Andre Green Jr. Uh, it should be interesting. Colby Young is a very, very highly touted recruit, um, in the transfer portal, I think he was recruited by Penn State in 2021. They had him in for a visit but never offered him. He had a good year for Miami this past season. Didn't work out down there. He's from um, the South, has Southern roots. Uh, so it should be interesting to see where he'll end up. And then just yesterday... um Texas a Evan Stewart, 6-foot, 175-pound wideout in the portal. Uh, he's, you know, bailing on the—I shouldn't say bailing, but he's leaving Texas a and um, Jimbo Fisher being fired and all. He's moving on, hopefully, to greener pastures, and that might be up at Penn State, and hopefully that is the case because, boy— Could Penn State again use another wide receiver? Keandre Lambert Smith, I'm not sure if he's going to declare. I don't think he will. I mean, I still think he's got some tweaking. If he did declare, I know he's got blazing speed. Could possibly be, you know, a third, fourth round pick, you know, like a day two, day three in between there. But my bet would be day three at best. Uh, day two, if he has a really good combine. But aside from that, I don't think it would be wise for him to declare. I also think for Penn State that would be huge to get him back. He and Drew Alar have built, you know, some pretty good chemistry, and that's been seen on the field. So hopefully, he um, will be coming back as well. We moving from the transfer portal and the players coming in that have already. Gotten their uh, their legs under them in college football, or at least just cracked the door. Now we move to the players that signed the letter of intent today. Big names, um, you know, not any surprises, no real drama, but uh, definitely some uh, some guys to uh, to really look out for moving on in the foreseeable future. Luke Reynolds, five-star tight end out of Cheshire, Connecticut, has committed to Penn State the 27th ranked recruit nationally, obviously number one at his position. These, according to 24-7 Sports, has signed on with Penn State. Penn State has made it known that they will go after tight ends. Uh, Theo Johnson was a five-star tight end. Pat Fryermuth was a highly touted tight end. Mike Gesecki was not, I don't think, on the national scale a highly touted tight end, but he was a four star. A lot of these guys seem to come from uh, the Northeast. Uh, Geseki was in the Atlantic, and um, Theo Johnson was north of the border, bo- north of the border. But Fryermuth and Reynolds, both coming from the New England territory, should be interesting to see what Luke Reynolds brings. He's six four. Um, in a half, weighs 220, so should be excited to see what he will do. They also got Quentin Martin, running back from Belvernon, PA, 6'2", 200, a four-star recruit, 85th ranked nationally, the number one player in the state of PA, and fifth ranked at his position. Ethan Grukenmeyer, quarterback out of Lewis Center, Ohio, four-star recruit, 103rd ranked nationally, sixth, or excuse me, eighth at his position, and the number two in the state. Liam Andrews, an offensive tackle from Brooklyn, Massachusetts, four-star, 21st uh, in the nation at his position. Cooper Cousins, who's a center from Erie, Pennsylvania, four-star recruit, number two at his position. I'm excited to see this guy. Out of All the players that I think Penn State is getting, I'm really excited to see about Cooper Cousins. I think he's going to be someone that Penn State will value for a while. And this next recruit really surprised me that he was staying on. John Mitchell, a four-star recruit, 6 feet, 177 pounds out of Jacksonville, Florida, ranked 11th at his position and 125th nationally. I was um, kind of convinced he would flip with Manny Diaz to Duke, but I'm assuming this is a good sign and maybe a sign that Anthony Poindexter, who did interview for the defensive coordinator position, is staying on at Penn State because I have a feeling he had a hand in keeping John Mitchell in Happy Valley for the foreseeable future. Garrett Sexton, an offensive tackle out of Heartland, Wisconsin, four-star, the 14th ranked at his position, Coming to Penn State, Dejuan Lane out of Baltimore, Maryland, an athlete listed 6'3, 195, four star recruit, uh, 31st at his position, um, not ranked nationally. Be interesting to see where he decides to line up. Corey Smith out of uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, excuse me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, fourth, uh, four star recruit, 23rd ranked in the country. And um, so those are your five and four stars that Penn State got they uh, out of on 24 7 14th in the country, Penn State. So gotta be proud about that. Uh, should be interesting to see you know where this leads for Penn State in the future. you know, the day of uh national signing day, I mean I remember, You know, when I was getting really big into college football, it was a huge day because you always felt like, you know, you were going to get to watch these kids grow into players at that school. You were going to get to watch them for at least minimum three seasons become stars right in front of you and maybe, you know, record holders for the school. But nowadays, I mean, with the transfer portal, it's tough to get overly excited about these guys. I mean, you get excited, of course, but... You know, with the days of uh, NIL and stuff, it's just tough to really buy into, okay, you know, we're getting, you know, ready for this, you know, big – like even, you know, Luke Reynolds. I mean, it makes more sense as to why Theo Johnson declared, but it just makes you wonder, you know, dang, I mean, this Reynolds kid – You know, he could be really good, but if he comes in and and he doesn't get the playing time he wanted right away, and then he could leave. I mean, it just, you know, it stinks, and I think that's the one big downside in the the NIL, obviously, and um, something that I wish, you know, the NCAA could govern uh, a little bit better, but actually a lot better. But anyways, that's going to do it for me, a, you know, kind of update episode here as we're... In this uh, kind of mini off-season period, if you will, for Penn State between uh, Game 12 and the bowl game coming up. The Peach Bowl, of course, Penn State playing Ole Miss, the Rebels in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. A New Year's Six and an opportunity to go out and win um, what would be Franklin's fourth New Year's Six Bowl game, the Rose Bowl, Cotton, Fiesta, and now maybe he can add Peach to that list. I think the only two um, he has not yet coached in for Penn State would be the Sugar and the Orange. Um, and yeah, I believe I'm right on that, which you know is a shame that uh, hasn't been able to get there yet. Hopefully will, because... He's on the verge of. Uh, if he can win this fourth, he has an opportunity to uh, to be king of the hill, where that's regarded. So, thanks everyone for tuning in again. We'll be back on uh, December 29th, previewing that game in the Peach Bowl. Um, excited to see what Penn State will do Saturday, December 30th at noon. Again, we'll be on here previewing that. I'm sure we'll have, well, I should say maybe we'll have at that point a more uh, clear picture as to who's declaring, who's staying, what transfers Penn State will get, and all that good stuff. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.